Here they come! And welcome to episode 145 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average, or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today we're launching Miniaturized Month, where over four weeks we're going to look at shrunk down humans. Kicking it off, I'm joined by Ian Marchant to discuss the effects of 1966's Fantastic Voyage. Calling Antarctica Traffic Control. Do you read me, Antarctica? Over. Well, yeah, I was I was going to start this by saying, really, um, this not only this episode today, but the whole month of episodes is all down to you, Ian, and your YouTube channel, basically. Oh, right. I've, I've inspired you. You've inspired me because Fantastic Voyage was always somewhere down the line. Um, yeah. But uh, then, you know, what? A week ago, two weeks ago, you posted on YouTube that you had got yourself a Proteus. Yeah, it was purely purely by accident as well. I mean, I've always loved the film and I love the Proteus design. And I've always fancied a kit. And then uh, I saw this uh, 1980 vac form kit, which normally goes for, I mean, they're rare as hen's teeth, but they go for stupid amounts, like hundreds. And um, I think it was on, it was on Buy It Now for like 25 quid. Actually, no, it was 20 plus, plus uh, postage. Blimey, I knew yeah. that you had got a bargain. I didn't realise yeah. it was that much of a bargain. Oh, yeah, it was just amazing. So, so I went, sent off for it, and it, it, it said in the advert that it, it, was, it was not brand new, as you imagine, it's 40-odd years old, um, and that some of the, the, uh, the transparencies had yellowed. And I thought, well, if it's yellow too bad, I'll, I'll make some out of plastic hard enough. And it turned up, and actually, the the yellowing of the transparency actually improves it. It makes it look, you know, it really gives a good look to it. So yeah, I I was I was thoroughly impressed with it. Built it up, old school modelling, mm-hmm. right up my alley. Um, bit of vac forming, uh, and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and yeah, I, I decided to do the video of it, and then obviously you watched the video. Yeah, I'll put the link to your YouTube channel on oh, Facebook cool. yeah. uh, for, for you listeners. I thought of your yellow blister, so to speak, um, <laughs> yeah. during the show. There, uh, during the film, there there are moments when the blister almost has a yellow tint yes, to it. Right, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but due to the the process filming here, sometimes it's got a bit of a blue tint. Sometimes it's yellow. Yeah. Sometimes it disappears altogether. We've got to talk um, about that, yes. haven't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you say you've always been a fan of the Proteus yeah. and the film. I guess you're like me in that you know you. Kind kind of like stumbled across it on a rainy Sunday afternoon sometime in yeah, the mid 70s I guess it, it would have been yeah it was it, it was definitely an early it must have been an early film I saw because we all it was like another one that like my brothers and my father would often reference and I, I must have seen it very early uh, and I absolutely I fell in love with it as a film um, then I managed to track down a copy of the uh, the I, I, I'll call it a novelization, but that's actually been doing a bit of a disservice. The the novel by uh, Isaac Asimov, because um, he he did the novelization, but it was a bit like um, 
the Arthur C. Clarke in 2001 that the novelization was written at the same time mm. as the film was being made. So it's it's an incredibly close adaptation, but it's got a few differences in which we can go into. Mm. But the, the novel is astonishing. If you like classic sci-fi, then it, it's well worth tracking down a copy. You can pick it up quite cheaply as well, like a few quid on, on eBay. Uh, and so I, I love the novel. I've still got the same copy I've got. It's so dog-eared. I didn't realise what bad state it was in <laughs> until I found it out the other night to send you a picture. But and, the, mark, uh, the, the yeah. mark of a good book is the more dog-eared it is, yeah. the better it is, because it means it's been read over and over again. If the pages exactly. are falling out, that's a classic, isn't it? Well, the, you can see in it, and it's, it's something that Anne, to this day Anne moans at me about, is I'm a, a, a corner turner. Right. So oh, I can't turn the corner. I know. See, that's upset you, hasn't it? Yeah. I've always oh, I don't been. like it. I mean, no. Like, yeah. No. 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 I lose bookmarks. That's What's wrong with a bit of tissue or a bit of toilet roll? Right oh, now, yeah. right up in the bathroom, I've got the autobiography of Tony Curtis, and you know, okay. the bookmark is a that's bit easy. of toilet roll. All right. Yeah. So yeah, no. What's wrong with that, eh? That's not a comment on the book, though, is it? No, it's not a comment on the book. It's a thoroughly entertaining book. You know, I, I haven't re- reread I, it as many yeah, books my, that I've got. But my mum and dad, when I was a kid, my mum and dad would um, constantly buy me bookmarks everywhere. You know, you'd go to museums and always yes. get, buy yourself a bookmark. Stop turning the corners. Did you? Did they get you the one with the tassels <clears throat> on the bottom? Oh yes, yeah. The, you know, the the little red ribbon and the tassel. What yeah. is the point of a tassel on the bottom? I don't know because I, I lost that one as well. <laughs> so that didn't um, work. So yeah, so almost every page is uh, <laughs> has got a, a dog ear on it. Right. Um, oh no. Yeah, and it's gone. You the the color that those those nineteen sixties books go. You know the yellow in mm. the pages and that smell you get. And the smell as oh. soon as you open it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You don't get that with a Kindle now, do you? No, no, you can't. You can't sniff a Kindle too hard. Or you? fold the corner back. Well, you could try, but you might. Yeah, you might damage it. Yeah. I think they should do that. They should do a virtual turn corner turning feature on the kindle for those people that like to do it well if they do that they should do a virtual bit of <laughs> bog roll for me as yeah, well yeah actually they should you know, do that yeah. mark Although it with a could, bit of toilet roll you could put a bit of toilet roll on your kindle i could i could yeah um yeah so so anyway getting back to the, the yes. getting back to the story so i i i had read the book and I'd, I'd reread the book and i it's one of those books i a bit like june i will read it probably yearly right um and then I think the film was on one of those BBC Two six o'clock mm. Wednesday night science fiction seasons. Remember when they used to do science fiction yeah. seasons? And um, I think I saw I saw it for the first time in colour would have been sort of mid eighties something like right. that. And um, just bit just been blown away by it ever since. Got it on VHS, then got it on Laserdisc. I had an American Laserdisc import. Then I got it on DVD. Um, I haven't got it on Blu-ray. I thought I had it on Blu-ray. I haven't got it on Blu-ray. I haven't got it on Blu-ray. I've still, I, I've got to upgrade to to Blu-ray. Um, yeah, what about the um, animated series? Were you a fan of that? Um, I was. I I remember it as a as a kid watching it. Um, I I can't remember what days it was on, but yeah, me and my brother were both fans, and um, used used to enjoy it. It's it's not age well. I have got. I I tracked down the uh, the DVD box set again. You can pick up absolutely dirt cheap. Um, and it's okay, but it's no, it's not, it's not great. I don't think it's quite on the level of filmation Star Trek, 
but it's certainly better than like the you remember the Tarzan one they did. Oh, the Tarzan one was yeah. awful. Yeah, I I've watched some of them on YouTube. You yeah. know, while we've been prepping for today, and yeah, it it, it slowly started coming back to me. Yeah, um, it, it's it's curious. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a curio. It's one of those box sets where I doubt I'll ever sit and binge it. You occasionally will pick one, but there's there's only a very limited amount of stories that you can do that can be solved by shrinking things. By shrinking things, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, and I was never a great fan of the Voyager, which is the name. It's not called the Proteus in the um, in the cartoon uh, series, and I was never a fan of it. It was it was a very dumbed down, very plain, vehicle, isn't very it? Very plain, yeah. And um, I've since got the uh, the Aurora kit. That Aurora did weirdly. Aurora did a kit of the animated Voyager, but never did a kit of the Proteus. No, although they did have one planned. Yeah, I've got a little bit about yeah. that in behind the scenes oh, when excellent. we get to the end. Yeah, but I, I, I'm a sucker. I mean, probably like you, I'm a sucker for the for hardware. Mm, oh yeah. yeah, I prefer hardware over creature design every time. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. Yeah, there's a few creatures that have that have made the grade. But isn't that weird that, like, I was thinking of the alien, but that's biomechanical, so yeah, it's almost so, hardware. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you could say he's hardware. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. He's a hard guy anyway. He uh, yeah, yeah. Tackle him. But the Proteus I've, I've always loved, and I love I love the in this film that it's it's almost a procedural film in that everything's shown in, in detail that makes sense. You feel that this is an actual real submarine. It helps, of course, that they built a full... <laughs> pardon me a full size uh, version of it yep. uh, on gimbals so when you if you ever see the behind the scenes photos of it it's amazing it's really cleverly done <clears throat> i tell you what helps it as well you know you say procedural it's almost documentary and and, and part yes, of yeah. the feel that you get there is the fact that there's very little in the way of uh, incidental music a lot of it is complete silence isn't it yeah actually you're right because there, there's there's no real film theme even the titles the the great titles and i i think the titles must have influenced the six million dollar man because they're very very oh, in yeah. that vein um but there's no music is it it's like some weird bit bop noises and, yes and and sort of uh sort of medical devices making noises um but yeah you're right there's hardly any music in this there is a bit of music in there but there's hardly any they're not using it for sort of dramatic purposes and it does give it a very you're, you're absolutely right a very documentary feel yeah and and a lot of these um sound effects that we get at the beginning and stuff they they were then reused in a lot of the Irwin allen oh, yes, shows yeah. as well but th- yeah, it started off here space there is an awful lot of yeah. lost in space yeah um so I thought before we start talking about it, just a little um, scene setter. This is 1966, of course, isn't it? it is, yes. And and in 1966, science fiction was pretty much, you know, it wasn't too popular. Um, people had gone off it somewhat. Um, and a large part of that was to do with uh, the explosion of James Bond and yeah. uh, and all the derivatives that came after. Everybody wanted super spy adventures rather than science fiction they were still making yeah. science fiction films but they they weren't anywhere near as popular as they had been no i think sci- sci-fi had gone into sort of had split into two things by that point hasn't it you had the the cheesy sort of 19 almost a hangover from the 1950s the cheesy monster flicks yep 
in the 60s, or you had the highbrow concept. They were going more cerebral, so, weren't they? Yeah. They were going yeah, into this, yeah. th- th- this what, five, <clears throat> six, seven-year um, period where science fiction was ba- basically an, an analogy to talk about another concern, wasn't it? It was yes, a framework yeah, you, that you hung something on. It, yeah, you, you would like, like Planet of the Apes was obviously, you know, on, on civil rights movement and things like that. Yeah, it, it was a way of, I think, making difficult subjects easy to discuss because you're, you, you're, you're using analogies. And, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, I don't think there's any, because normally at sort of this, this sort of era, it would be you would get analogies for the you know the red menace and things like that i mean this is quite blatant in i mean they they never mention russia by name it's always the enemy state isn't it the mm. enemy country um but this is quite yeah they 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 don't need to use that as a subtext because that's sort of this film i always think this film is very interesting because really it's it's not really science fiction if you it's more yeah. a cold war thriller because if if you took the shrinking of the submarine and put it in the body and just had these people on a train trying to get yeah. somewhere to do something you the story tells the, as the same beats it still does its same function but it's yeah, more it's, a th- a cold war thriller than science fiction i always think it's um it's the it it's a classic it's a classic story format isn't it it's if you think about it, it's it's pretty much exactly the same story format as something say say like the Guns of Navarone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a group gets together. One of them may be a, a a spy. They have to make a journey. They have a mission. Which has difficulties. They have a mission to do. Yep. The 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 way they initially plan it it goes wrong. So they have to wing it. And will they get out in time? And it, it's a it's a classic archetypal adventure film. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not sci-fi really as such at all. No, other than the fact that they're traveling inside a. And as we said just before body. we started recording, what what works in its favour is this is clearly set in the mid sixties. They yes. haven't projected it thirty years into the future. No. They're using the to- technology of the nineteen sixties. That's why is that Morse? Is the radio that they use is that Morse code? It's Morse code. Yeah. Yes. They so... do, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. They do explain it in the in the, the novelization that that obviously radio waves for sound the waves are a certain size and when you miniaturize ah. it so there's lots there's lots more hard science in the in the book like the fact that time distillates when you when you shrink down to that size that the they the people who are shrunk experience uh slowing of time so an hour for them you know it is like five minutes in the real world mm. So although they've got an hour to do their mission, for them it seems like yes, um, several you know quite a few hours, several days. Um, so there's lots of hard science in it, and it sort of explains about why you know they they do have the one scene in the film where he uh, he puts the radioactive isotope, you know, and it's one it's one atom of radioactivity that they use, and of course when they shrink down. The only thing that can't shrink is is the atom. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it's the smallest size it can be, um, so that becomes a power source. Uh, so, so what I love about this film, there's no silliness in it, and um, what I, what I mean by silliness is in a lot of films of this time that were science fiction, you would have silly things in it. A you know, as much as I like the bug-eyed monsters, you would you would have a bug-eyed monster like in This Island Earth, or you'd have 
some wacky ideas. This is this is pretty much realistic. If if you get past the shrinking mm. ray, everything else is realistic and follows suit. Like they don't do any they're not doing anything silly with the wetsuits and that. They're standard, they're not like futuristic diving equipment. The submarine, although it's gorgeous and you know modern looking there's nothing silly about it it hasn't got warp drive or you know what i mean it's 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 real this is a realistic mm. film yeah um i think it'd be quite a good entry level for if if you know if any i don't know if you have younger listeners if they're not sort of into the 60s films now because they are a bit silly this is a sort of film that is worth yeah. looking at because i think i think it stands up incredibly well mm. And I think it stood up incredibly well then. I mean, it was a successful yeah. film. As I say, oh, science yeah, fiction yeah. wasn't... You didn't have many... Well, they didn't have science fiction blockbusters no. that much back then. But but as I say, as a scene-setter, right, genre-wise in 66, I thought I'd just mention some of the um, the other things that you could go down to the... See, yeah down to the movies to see all right so genre wise in horror in 66 yeah. we had the deadly bees oh that sounds exciting yeah dracula prince of darkness okay uh, the Not reptile film, no the reptile and plague of the zombies so pretty yeah. much hammer had the uh, the horror market yeah. um in 66 tv spin-offs one one of your favorites dalek's invasion earth oh yeah yeah um was out in 66 one of my favorites uh, batman the 66 oh, yes. yeah, movie version. Yeah. Thunderbirds are go. Um, yeah. um, Mon- months to go home. And uh, and then I think this might be one of the first uh, nods or moves towards Cerebral. Uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yes, definitely, yeah. Was out yeah. in 66. And then in science fiction fantasy, okay, we have 1 million years BC. Raquel again. Yeah. Raquel again. And Destination in a Space. Oh, which is a terrible film. Which is a terrible film. So yeah. really the only science fiction, proper, proper science fiction is Fantastic Voyage and Destination in a Space. So yeah. well, maybe... well, that's interesting actually, because they're both although I mean, I was gonna say they're both underwater movies. This technically this isn't underwater, but it it has that connotation, doesn't it? They're in yes. a submarine, they're travelling in a fluid, they do a bit of swimming. Um, uh, but they don't really compare otherwise. They? Destination in the space is pure cheese. Yeah. Oh boy, is um, it? Uh, yeah, not good. Uh, we'll have to do that one sometime. Boring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should do actually. Yeah, um, but I, I just find it funny that you know you've got destination in a space. <coughs> the phrase yeah. in a space is mentioned twice in Fantastic Voyage, true, yes. and then and that begat the film twenty one years later. Uh, because yeah. Inner Space is mentioned space, twice yeah. in Fantastic Voyage. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, so, so do you think that the, the destination Inner Space um, filmmakers, because it's obviously a bit of a rush job, it, didn't, it wouldn't have taken anywhere near as long to film as Fantastic Voyage. Do you think they read about that they were doing this film and they thought, oh, Inner Space, we'll cash in on this? They read, that, they read a, yeah. like, you know, synopsis or something yeah, like that, yeah. that with a, oh, yeah. I think yeah. it could be. There's a submarine, and there's Not mention of inner space. Yeah. So, so we're yeah. going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's it, it is weird when you list the films like that. This is by out of all of those films, this is by far. You can see the why it was the success. Adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one one more thing before we actually start talking about it. I always remember 
about this film, and I don't know if this is addressed in the novel, because I've never read it, but I always remember John Brosnan in Starburst magazine. Do you remember he had a It's Only yes, a Movie column? Yeah. He mentioned, when he was talking about Fantastic Voyage, that, okay, you shrink a submarine down to that level, yeah. but it would still weigh the same. Is that yes, true, or, yeah. or or does it not? Well, it, it, in in real science terms, it would because what they what they're doing is obviously every we're majority of of nothing. Yes, you so know, you take uh, the nothing yeah. out. So you, you that's it. You take the nothing out, and the atoms shrink down. And and he's absolutely right that the the weight would remain the same. But I suppose that's the one. Well, it's not the one nod, but it is the nod to the fact that this is science fiction. Yes. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it, it wouldn't work in real life. There's a reason that you can't shrink things like this. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's various things in this film where um, it wouldn't quite work. So so like at the end when the antibodies uh, destroyed a submarine, the the atoms are still there. They would, he still, he still would have inside his body all that scrap metal. But no, it would come back yeah. to full size, wouldn't yeah, it? That's what I mean, yeah. So he, his body, they should have said, we've saved him, and then just have him go pop it'll <laughs> be like a load of submarine bits. It would be like Brundlefly at the end yes. of the fly, oh, yeah, wouldn't it? it? Would, yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd have bits it, of the Proteus coming yeah, out of him. just a bit of a dead Donald Pleasant stuck there. <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't really bear too much <clears throat> no. thinking no. about. Proteus, off course. They've, they've crossed over into the jugular vein. That can't be. There's no direct connection between the two. Well, normally not. Unless there's an arterial venous fistula. A what? It's a, a forced joining of a vein and an artery. It must have happened when Bennis was hurt. Yes, a fistula too small to show up in the tests. But big enough for us. Captain, can you head back into the artery? No, we can't fight that current. It's physically impossible. Well, try not to drift down any further. Do what I can. If we can't go back, is there an alternate route? Well, we can go forward on this course, but that means going directly through the heart. No, no, we can't do that either. Remember, we decided in the briefing this craft could never stand the turbulence. Yes, it would be a hundred times worse than the whirlpool. That's just dandy. We can't go forward and we can't go back. There's only one thing we can do. Call off the mission. Well, let's go on uh, along with the ride then, shall we? Yes. Would you go with the flow as we flow down the syringe, shall we? Yes, go with the flow. This, this, the opening sequence, uh, which is pure man from uncle spy thriller. Um, this we were discussing uh, on. I can't even remember what other podcast we were discussing. We were remember we were discussing uh, motorcycle outriders and how useless they are. Yes. And this is this scene is perfectly absolutely bloody useless. That was only last week, I yeah, think. It, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what is the purpose of motorbike outriders? Yeah, yes, they don't do any. I mean, this poor guy gets just rammed into the car and goes. But uh, yeah, so so I suppose but we better we better tell people what the scene's about in it. So basically, um, we don't know this at the time, and we don't learn it till a little bit later on. But. Um, there's a scientist called Dr. Benish, uh, and he's he's behind the Iron Curtain, although they don't say it as such. But he's 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 uh, in he's Polish, I think, or Czechoslovakian, something. But he's behind the Iron Curtain, and he's the one scientist on the planet 
that has the secret to prolonging the uh, the miniaturization mm-hmm. process. So uh, both sides have got the miniaturization process, but it can only last for an hour, and then things revert back to the real size, which is, I suppose, that that's quite a feat. But if you were like wanted to shrink an army and put it in a matchbox and take it across the world, it's going to expand while you're crossing the ocean, yes. you know. So it, an hour is not really long enough to do anything. Um, but this guy, this scientist, has the secret to it. Um, so uh, one of our top agents, uh, Stephen Boyd, um, is sent across. And there's, there's quite a bit more in the novel about, about um, Stephen Boyd's character. Um, it fleshes him out quite a bit, and he's a bit. He is, and this is where this is why I thought it's so interesting about you saying about spy thrillers. He's the James Bond figure, mm. Mm. and he more so in the book as well, because part of the reason they want him on this mission is because he's a tip-top spy, and he, you know, they they know something weird is going to happen. Um, so he's he's tasked with bringing Benesh uh, into America, um, which he does successfully. Uh, and uh, then, unfortunately, when they're, when they're driving him, this is the most. This is probably the most valuable man on the planet at this point. Yep. This is the guy that's got the key to winning the Cold War. Um, and and they decide that the best way to transport him is in a normal car with a couple of <laughs> motorcycle outriders and, and some G men armed only with snub nose revolvers. Mm-hmm. Um, and consequently, I mean, who could have predicted it? Uh, it goes wrong. Um, so the enemy crash a car into uh, the convoy because their their idea at this point is that it's better that Benish dies yes. than reveals the information. Um, I thought a better idea would be them to try and steal him back, but perhaps that's mm-hmm. too too complicated for them. Um, so they they ram the car. They want to kill him. They start shooting at it, but he gets away. But he's got a, a, a clot on his brain because mm. he's hit his head. Wasn't wearing a seatbelt, was he? No. And there's a warning. There's a warning for you. Yeah. And that's when we go into these opening credits. Yes. Um, yeah, that's yeah. all pre-credit sequence. That exci- it's a quite an exciting little sequence. It's almost like James Bond again. It's it a James is, Bond yes, pre-credit very, sequence. Very and and You could imagine at the end of it, instead of going off to those wonderful titles, it does the gun barrel, doesn't it? You could yeah. imagine that. Yeah. And the Bond theme starts up. Yeah, but now I've got mental image of, uh, um, you know, the James Bond titles and you've got lots of ladies, you know, in silhouette yeah. while you've got blood corpuscles, you know, floating past you in can, slow motion. You can just see it. You, you can. can see it, can't you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. But instead, no, we get we all get, we get typewriters and heartbeats yes. and, and computer noises and, as I say, all these lost in space ambient noises. Yeah. Um, and the the very first effect we get in this film is the lowering of Grant's car underground. Yeah, not the best effect, have to be said. It's because that's a matte painting. Yeah. Okay, and all it is is a matte painting, and they're zooming out, or, you know, they zoomed in yeah. and reversed it. Um, yeah, it's not the best. The perspective starts... It's all right when it first starts, doesn't yeah. it? But then the perspective starts going it's, a bit Yeah, the, pers- askew. the perspective is all wrong, because it, it basically just shrinks that that square into the corner of the bigger square. Yes. But of course, in real life, it wouldn't. You would lose part of that picture. It would just drop out of shot. You wouldn't see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And the next bit, I mean, I I, I laugh out loud every time I see it because when he arrives at the bottom, you're basically in a Dr. Evil base. Yeah, this is, is, I mean, I think it was a car park or a shopping centre or something they use. 
but yeah it's it is a it's a it's straight out of you only live twice isn't it yeah. it's blowfelt space it's dr evil space um i Complete love the with the buggies that, yeah with the bugs they use a little golf cast to <laughs> yes. go about um an interesting uh an interesting thing as well is so they're, they're driving about in a buggy and they pull up to a security guard a cute security guard sat down and he had he says identity papers and he hands it to him and he obviously he scans the card and it brings up the photo on record of, of Stephen Boyd, which I think is really clever because they, you remember in Blake Seven in Seek, Locate, Destroy, Villa describes this exact yeah. security system, and it, so in 1977 it was science fiction. Yeah. Oh, 1979 it was science fiction. So na- then it must have been that must have been really sort of sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why, because. They don't check his identity until he's like he's driven about a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not at the door, which always surprises me. They're pretty confident that it's him, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could if he was a spy, if he was a bad guy, he could have just nipped out, jumped off the buggy, and he's got free access to that whole base. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's at this point we get the exposition all about Benish, don't we, and about yes. how the yeah. other side may try again. I mean, when we were, you know, growing up in the 70s, it was still the other side. You watch The Professionals, yeah. it's always the other side, isn't yeah. it? I wonder, I wonder why that was. Was it a case of they didn't want to openly antagonize Maybe. the other side? I Maybe. I mean, it's... things were tense, weren't they? They're you know? very tense, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they might attempt surgical sabotage. Yes. Yeah, look, because at this point, I mean, assuming you haven't watched the film before, we all know, but if you yeah, please it, pause, watch it, and yeah. come back. Yes. yes, please come back. Yeah, uh, spoilers ahead. So at this point, um, uh, Grant, the uh, Stephen Boy's character, Grant, he doesn't know anything about the 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 CMDF. So he's thinking when they're saying surgical uh, sabotage, and they want him to sit in on the operation, he's thinking it's going to be just a normal operation. Like why yeah. would, what, how is he meant to know that the surgeon? Yeah. He thinks, this he guy? thinks yeah. he's just going to be sat in a chair in an operating theater. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know? And he, he's bemused quite rightly. Um, but they don't explain this straight away. And they, they then go to these, um, uh, the, these sequence of, um, of security cameras and you see, uh, the other characters of Racker Welsh's character and, um, uh, George Kennedy's mm-hmm. is it George Kennedy? It is George. I always get the Kennedys mixed mm, yeah. up. Not the guy from Airport. The other one. The other one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> the good actor. Uh, so they're looking at that, and then they look at a, 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 a CCTV camera, and it's uh, uh, it's the wonderful Donald Pleasance. Mm-hmm. I love Donald Pleasance. And then he speaks to the camera, and Donald Pleasance turns round. Yes. And and I'm thinking, and you get this later on when he's he's doing the old um, no go no go type sequence for the lodge. What are these people looking at? Mm. Is there a camera up in the corner of the? There must be. They're being yeah. they're being spied on all the time. Yeah, but they also must. There must be a TV set up there by the camera. Yes, for them to be able to for react them to, to it. Because he goes, oh, General, whatever, um, General Hugh O'Brien, <laughs> what. Yeah, I, I never understand quite how this works, but I love Donald Pleasance in this, and I think it it's amazing. We know now, and anyone that knows Donald Pleasance as a character actor knows he's going to be the villain. Yeah, yep. But they do such a good job of making out that he's not. 
No, he, everyone trusts him. The general trusts him with his life. Well, he basically yeah, he takes over. Yeah. He, he makes sensible decisions, doesn't yeah. he? All yeah. the way through. Although once you know he's the bad guy, when he goes, yeah. oh, I've forgotten something, and he nips yes. off into yeah, the back. He's, cause he, he's undoing the laser He's, he's nobbling the laser, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so well written, this, that, yeah, you you watch it the first time around, and you his his being an agent would come as a bit of a shock, because up till then, he's he's been the sensible one. Yep. And and there's there's one weird scene where that's, that is especially strange now, is that's meant to tip you off to... Oh my God! This guy's probably evil and mad, and it's because he doesn't believe in God. Yeah, yeah. Which is really sits weirdly now, but back then, it, I imagine people go, "What? He's poo-pooing the idea of God? Mm. Oh, come he bastard!" Whoa. I think you're right. That's yeah. meant to tip you off. I think that so. Something's yeah, that's not meant quite to, right. Yeah, bam, bam, bam. Mm. Now, of course, you go, "Yeah, sensible man. I'm going to follow Donna Pleasance." <laughs> But yeah, so so the general says uh, says yeah this this is Donald Pleasance. He doesn't say that, but you know what I mean. He says this is Donald Pleasance. He's going to be in charge. You follow everything he says. Mm. Uh, and I, yeah, Donald Pleasance. This is it's probably one of his best films. I think for me, I really I like him in this. He's he's, he's acting his little heart out. I like him in everything. I can't think of yeah, a duff Donald me. Pleasance moment. Uh, Halloween five. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't remind me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're going to shrink them down in this sub. Yes. I'd like the way Grant finds out when we find out just yes. what's going on. Yeah, we shrink. So they go in, go into a room. They go go into a meeting room, and he's introduced. And there's a lovely bit of sixties sexism, of course. So the, oh, yes. the general's aide um, doesn't want. Cora Racker Welsh to go on the mission because she's a girly. Yep. And this is no job for a girly. Mm-hmm. And um, I quite like Hugh O'Brien in this that he's he's sort of progressive enough. It's like don't be an idiot. She's got she's the best qualified. She's going. Yeah. Um, and I love it right at the end. He goes, "Well, on your own head, be it. If anything goes wrong, I'm blaming you." And I li- I like to think that they probably did that after uh, at the inquest after this. It was all blamed on Cora. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Um, we, we, we find out they're going to almost freeze Benish, aren't they? Yes. Um, yeah, they're going to reduce his, uh, as Quatermass would say, if it was Brian Donnelly, his metabolic rate. Metabolic, yes. <laughs> metabolic yeah. rate. His, his metabolic rate. They're going to free, slow it down so it slows his heartbeat. Um, it uh, makes it easier for the sub to, to, to navigate its way. The, we're introduced to the rest of the crew, aren't we? So we've got a naval officer yep. um, who, he doesn't really do a lot, but he's, he's, he's okay. He's, he's quite well acted. And he's the designer of a, 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 a brand new vessel that's designed to do sub-arctic mm. exploration, which is, the, well, at the moment, we don't know it's called the Proteus, but it is the Proteus. Um and like I say, we've got uh, the surgeon, who is uh, Hugh O'Brien. No, it's not. It's Kennedy. It's the uh, other Kennedy. It's is the other Kennedy. He's the, the top-brain surgeon uh, in, the, in the country. I'm not sure that, that when you get down to this scale, whether that's handy or not. I'm not. I never understood that being absolutely proficient at cutting into people's heads and doing it from that side would mean you're great doing it when you're inside i do not I know i don't know i don't know how those skills would um transfer 
And then also Donald Pleasance is going with them because he is a, an expert on the circulatory system. Um, and he's going to be their sat-nav, basically, isn't he? Yes, sat-nav. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, I love the fact, you know, straight after that, we've got the reveal of the Proteus and it's just yeah. there. Just there, sat there. No music. Sat, it's sat just there. there. I mean, if this was... Star, Star Trek the motion picture oh, yeah. you would have 20 minutes of orgasmic well, music I, as the camera goes should, round and round and round yeah. it well what they should have done is add Grant come in in one of those golf buggies and just drive round and round it yes looking longingly uh, I once in Star Trek motion picture one of my favourite films but has huge problems I once a friend of mine I said watch your sequence it goes on for 21 minutes and he just couldn't couldn't believe it. After ten minutes, it's like, no, this can't keep going on. So yeah, every yep. eleven minutes. Can <laughs> um, yeah, it's just there. Boom, Proteus there. And every bit of this submarine makes sense. Mm. Whoever I, I I I sadly don't know who designed. Oh, it. I do. I've got I've do, got info I've got in it. behind the scenes um, again. Yeah, whoever did it, hats off to them. It's lovely. Mm. Yeah, it's a classic design, isn't it? Classic it, design. It's yeah, a classic yeah. design of I'm science a, fiction. I'm a sucker for anything sure. where the pilot sits in a dome on the top. Very yeah. dark star, isn't it? Very dark. I think star, dark star yes. have pinched that about like five years and of later, haven't the, they? Um, the Nostromo was meant to have this. Type of course, of dome that's where well, there was going to be a love there? scene, wasn't there? It was. Yeah. We don't get any love scenes in this. No, we? no. Um, the interior. I don't know. Donald yes. gets a bit uh, up up close and personal with a white corpuscle near yes. the end. And also, when um, when Cora gets the antibodies on her. They get a bit touchy feely getting them off, eh? What watching that it's like oh, how many takes was this? Are are, yeah. are are people cracking up or what? The, yeah. yeah, their hands keep away from certain areas, yes, don't they? Yeah. You know, they I, get close. I can, I, <laughs> I can imagine at the end of every take one of them swore and I said, What are you what we're gonna to have to do it again now. Oh sorry. <laughs> Hair in yeah. the gate. <laughs> yes. uh, it has to be said, just just uh, as an aside in a hugely sexist way, um Rackerwell she's absolutely gorgeous in this mm, film yeah she yeah everyone everyone says like one million years bc that's the ultimate racker while she's in a fur bikini i think she looks amazing in a wet she does she does she absolutely yeah. does and and she's a really good character it's a good, good character and well acted yeah. yes and she's not she's not just there to be a pretty face or a damsel in distress she's actually yeah you know she's a competent scientist which is lovely to see in the 60s it is, film, really. but it being the mid sixties, when you see the publicity photos, they do yes. tend to uh, focus on her well, quite I, a lot. I uh, I found out I got the press book for this. Yes, you sent me photos. Yeah, and um, I love it on is because I love these sixties press books. I got a few of them, and they suggest ways that cinemas can. Oh, drum up business. I've got some of them. <laughs> one of them is brilliant. It's the um, why not have a racker Welsh lookalike beauty contest. <laughs> But no one suggested having a Donald Pleasant slaphead lookalike no, contest. Did no, they? no photos of Donald. You know, no. getting into his um, you know wetsuit. No, you don't, yeah, there's no there's no shots of Donald laid slinkly on the Proteus hull. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should Photoshop oh, it. That would be amazing, yeah. yeah. All right. So so they go inside, and the interior yes. is very cramped. Um, yeah, as it should be. Mm. Well, it's yeah, a this submarine. Is no, this is no sea view, is it? No, this is no, sea no, view. no, this no. Is, this is a cramped submarine. Having just recreated that interior from scratch, I mean, I got loads of it wrong, to be fair, but, you know. Um, it's a nod to it, isn't it? It's a nod being, to it. It's a, it's a homage yeah. to it, yeah. Um, it's really well laid out, and it's really cleverly done. And, again, you can believe that this is a genuine submarine they've just accosted to use for this. Um 
because it, it all makes sense. But yeah, we're we're then introduced to quite a lengthy sequence, really, of introducing the sub, the various elements. Yeah. What's going to be handy later on, but not in a not in a sort of expositional way. You're you're actually you're riveted to what's happening. This is this is classic sci-fi in the um the ex- it's it's not an action adventure. It's the it's the spectacle. The the mm. the process. Yeah, it's they're, they're explaining what's happening. Um, they show you how the fuel source works. They show you you know all the different little bits of the sub. They even show you how the seats go in and out. Oh, those seats! Yeah. When he says, "You know, open the yeah. cupboard," and there's a cupboard did, underneath the chart have, rack. Um, did you have flashbacks to like your early caravan holidays? Yes, it, this is totally <laughs> yeah. what it is. All this fold away yeah. stuff. Yeah. I like that the main area in the interior is the chart rack. Yes, all yeah. these rolled up paper charts, which wouldn't look out of place in a pirate ship. And of course, true. Yes, yeah. You can put one on this screen, and then it comes yeah. up onto the captain's little piloting screen so he's got a little map up the top yes um yeah none of it's forced is it it's all it all all flows quite naturally yeah it's because grant is the everyman he's the stranger on this and it's introduced to him but it's almost i mean again you you were spot on with your bond thing this is almost q showing the gadgets to bond yes this is this sequence yes yeah you're right yeah but also we've got the uh roger moore era bond um sexism because he says to old raquel bet you're pretty handy around the house can you cook yeah you know and it's like well it is 66 i suppose yeah, he's he's got a bit of an Irish twinkle about him, hasn't he? So yes. He can get away with it, but yeah, yeah. I can just imagine um, Raquel's character just she's internally tutting, isn't she? She's going seven God's years sake. of seven years of medical school for this. For this, yeah. <laughs> all right. So so yeah, I mean, it is a very documentary style yes, approach yeah. because you know when there's no music whatsoever when this apparatus is swung into place. No. It, it, again, it makes perfect sense when you think about it because they 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 shrink in uh, in two stages. So they they shrink it down to the size where the size where they can put it in an oversized um, syringe, and then they yeah. shrink the syringe down. And it's all done in such a matter of fact procedural way. We keep cutting to the you know the the technicians doing this. It's 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 very very matter of fact. It's you and it's can imagine all in films. silence. It's all in yes. silence. Even when the scientist yeah. peers in through the uh, yeah. the window in a very yeah, you know, it's predating Land of the Giants. Yeah. There, Could, um, all in can silence. Can you imagine Irwin Allen doing this? You would have had, as soon as the giant looked in, you would have had a dun, 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 yeah dun. yeah. Even though there's you know he's it's a technician. Yeah. Um, I do love the oversized syringe. I love the oversized syringe. What I love more, though, (laughs) is the in the command room, in the control room, the huge oversized map of the body to which they chart it. It's like in World War Two when you had the map of England and you move the fighter planes along it. It's just like that, isn't it? What's what's interesting uh, is so there's there's two 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 things here that could be happening in it, because. Benesh has been injured a mere scant hours before. Um, and they've set all of this up. They've either set all of this up 
in a matter of hours. And it's like, mm. where would you get a big representation of the human body? Where would you get all those charts from? Where would you get all this? I stuff? reckon they were planning or, it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Or they were planning this because they haven't done it yet. Cause these are the first people that go into a yes. human body. So they haven't experimented. You presumably would experiment on rabbits and things first, like in inner space. Um, but they I think they they were planning if Benish hadn't, if none of this happened, they were planning on doing something, weren't they? Yes. Do you, yeah. do you think they would, would, because what is a sneaky thing? You inject, you you shrink a team, you inject them in someone, you send them into the other country, the team expands, kills the person, or they do oh. puppy pop pop, but they're then they're secretly in the country. I mean, what else would you? What else would you use in a military way? Why would you use a person? Yeah. I mean, you know, in a space, they were planning to inject Tuck into a rabbit, weren't yes, they? Yes, that's what I mean. It makes sense. So if you're using a person, the only reason is for espionage yes. reasons. Or on the wall round the corner, there's a giant map of a rabbit. That's true, yeah. And they were going to use a rabbit, but they hardly switched to the human. It would have been funny if they'd have, if they'd have had a rabbit. Po- you know, instead of human, there's a big rabbit. And they've like just crossed out the word rabbit and put man, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it goes wrong later on. Because hang on, this that's why they lost their way. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, all these shots, these different phases that they're going yes. through, getting smaller. I mean, it, it's a simple, um, you know, it's just a reverse zoom shot, isn't it, to oh, make yeah. things look yeah. small? So that's that's simple enough. Um, when we get to phase four, I mean, it's all still in silence, and and everything yeah. is really slow. They're really <laughs> taking their time in all this. Yeah. Um, but we finally get to phase four, and that's when they're injected into Benish's neck. Yes. Um, and we see the sub. It goes down at an angle into the vein, and that's when we get the music. The first time we ever get any music is when they come out of the syringe and they're in the bloodstream. This, I suppose it's the equivalent of being in black and white until you get to Oz and it's yeah. colour. This yeah. is the, the equivalent, but oral, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... Now, now the effects are really good here, except yeah. for, I mean, when you see the shots of, you know, the the vista that's in front of them, I mean, that's terrific. But every time you get a composited shot, yeah. i.e., you know, they're looking out the windows or we see the ship, it's badly composited and all the blacks become green, um, yeah, which it's... is never good. The, the compositing on this film isn't great. I don't think the technology was there particularly do it so you get a lot of um you get a lot of shot bleeds so like the the corpuscles will appear vaguely behind or through the footage of, of donald pleasance and that and especially the the pilot um yeah i whenever we see a full-size set it's amazing whenever we see model work it's amazing when they combine the model work or the real-size people composited in it's that composition it's yeah I I, th- I think it must because it's presumably they they just use like a, a an optical uh, compositor like they used yeah. to use on Star Trek and that and it's never uh, it it takes an it takes a lot of time and effort to get it right and you have to start using uh, like you have to grade it and, and like stuff yeah, like that to, yeah to, yeah, yeah. It, that's the only thing that that's not aged well um, no I wouldn't be adverse if they did a tidy up Blu-ray version. And just amended little bits like that. Don't change anything else. Don't just color the blacks in. Just yeah, color the blacks as black. Color grade it properly, which you could do really simply now. 
Yeah, Criterion do that for a lot of their releases, do, don't they? They clean them up and, and, and adjust them and everything. Yeah. Um, none of it is none of it's bad enough to ruin your experience. You're not going to turn this off going, blah, that wasn't very mm. believable. Because also, by this point, rather cleverly, by this point, you've bought it's the it's the shark in jaws. You've bought it at this point. Yeah. yeah. You're either with it or you're not watching it anymore. And if you're with it, you don't mind. And the the dialogue is sparkling. It's really good. I do. I mean, and we're back to rabbits here, aren't we? Uh, I do love it when um, when the other Kennedy he's he's waxing lyrical about God he's and saying, standing between outer and inner space yes, and all yeah, this. What yeah. a miracle is man! Surely this has to show that there's a God to to make this pinnacle of of design. <laughs> and I I was thinking, if you were in a rat, it would look the same, you idiot. <laughs> Oh, just they are glorious i mean the sets are glorious oh, and you know yeah. everything that you see here they're not matte paintings they are sets that yes. were created yeah. um um there's a there's an error there's a bit of a um glitch coming up a bit of a flub which gives away what they were doing but i'll, I'll mention that when oh, we right. get to it okay. but uh yeah no that off they go they think they're yeah. going all right but then they almost immediately suck down a whirlpool this um, yeah, because this this should be a, a simple trip, simple trip up the uh, up one of the veins to the brain. the brain, down the other, yep. and it should be like a like a ten minute job. They've allowed an hour because that's the maximum they got, but yeah, ten minutes and it, it's over. Um, but of course, it immediately goes wrong. Yeah, there's a fistula, isn't yeah. there? Um, a tear in the wall, and they get sucked through, yep. and now they're in the jugular vein. Going towards the heart. Yes, they're going in the wrong direction. They cross the central barrier of the motorway. <laughs> yes. Um, there's no roundabout for ages. Uh, so at this point, I mean, Donald, but also uh, he's he's all for calling it off. Any, he's all for. Well, that's it. What we're going to do? I don't know why they didn't just syringe them out and re-inject them further up. Well, they want to come out, don't they? They yeah. that they want to yeah. come out, but um, you know, they say no. Uh, you're going on, but we're going to start stop yeah. the heart. Yes, they've for got sixty to, so, seconds. Yeah, they they've made a big fuss that you can't travel through the heart because it would destroy the submarine. So they they decide that they're going to have to go through the heart, um, and that the only way they can do this is to stop the heart. But the hard, I love it when someone says, "Well, stopping it's easy. Starting it's the hard part." Like, really, <laughs> well, I, I never would have thought of that. Um, but yeah, so they, we get a lovely sequence of them going through the heart. Yeah, the only yeah. thing, um, you know, that's not convincing is the valves of the heart. They yes. just look like some neck curtains waving yeah, around. They're, they're, but... not, they're not as convincing <laughs> as the orifices in Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, no, not really. No. When you, when you think about it, this film does parallel the motion picture quite a bit. In, in the, I mean, it, the scenes of them going through Vesia are very similar to some of the scenes of them going through the human body. Just not as drawn out oh and isn't there a deleted scene where spot gets attacked by antibodies <laughs> there is yes, like those right, triangular yeah. antibodies or something yeah so, so kirk goes out to rescue spock and kirk gets attacked and spock comes oh, back kirk, and right. saves him yeah you're right so i wonder if and robert wise would have been a big fan of this film i think mm, yeah so uh, yeah interesting. could be everything's could tied be. together isn't it? yes yeah um, I think it's a bit of um, you know artistic license. As as I say, I'm going along with it. It's only because I'm yeah. podcasting. I'm looking at it. Everything is incredibly well lit. I don't think our bodies are that well lit um, inside well, the I, heart. Yeah, I I've never I've never 
You've I've never had a look. Been there, no. Um, I mean, where's my scalpel? No. Um, yeah, I suppose. I suppose it would be a bit artistic license because if, if this was totally in the dark, it wouldn't be much of a film, would it? Really? No, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, after a bit of talk about creation and stuff like yes. that, you know, um, they find out that they've that the captain takes a look, right, and he says they've got a damaged valve. Right, and it's affected how much air yeah. they've still got. When he says valve, is he talking about old school radio valve from a valve set, or is he talking about the valve that was governing the oxygen and that has leaked oxygen out? Oh, I, I think I, it's I think it's the valve as in the 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 in and out of the oxygen supply. Right, because he just looks uh, in a circuit yeah. board and says it's the valve. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the power of, of, of uh, an old school radio valve unless it failed but yeah no i think i think he means the oxygen valve itself see that that's worrying as well so that means they've um they've let out a load of oxygen into this poor guy's bloodstream yes that at some point an hour later is going to grow to full size yeah <laughs> that i hadn't thought about that one yeah. um so yeah they're running out of air Yes. And so they decide they're going to, it's Grant's idea, isn't it? Use the snorkel yeah. to allow air in. Yeah. Well, they, they talk about that just, just over that membrane, there's, you know, a, a thousand gallons of air and they can't use it. And then, yeah, um, Grant says, does this submarine have a snorkel? Which is weird. I'm not, do submarines normally come with snorkels? I don't know. Well, no, yeah, World War II ones something. did because they did had they? diesel engines, didn't they? So that they could breathe and 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 oh, right. and, okay. and recharge their batteries without surfacing. They had a snorkel to get yeah. them air. Yes. So they they decide to land the submarine. Um, I don't. I, that's the only bit of the 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 submarine I don't like is the landing gear. Because because I'm thinking, where's it gone? Mm. It folds yeah. up. It's like Thunderbird Two. It's like, where did it go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they land it and they 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 swim out and it's the first swimming scene. So uh, this is the first look we get. At, well, the captain uh, says they've all got to get out for safety's yeah. sake. You've yeah. all got to get out for safety's sake. But if something goes wrong, the captain's killed. In which case, yeah, they're stuffed, aren't they? They're stuffed because they're they're miles away from the extraction point. Yes, yeah, they wouldn't be able to swim it. Yeah, because he's he's worried that if. They're going to use the Benish's lung breathing in to to force the air. This is another one where it it doesn't quite work because they're not going to be able to breathe this air, are they? Because it's different scale. Well, this is my my my, my <coughs> question. I've got written here: the the air they're bringing in is full size air, not yes. miniaturized air. So the air molecules yeah. are massive compared to them. Yeah. So they I can't breathe I'm, it. I I may be wrong. I. I but I think in the novelization, they, there's actually they pass the air through a miniaturization oh, okay. circuit. So there's something about that explains it. It's a bit dubious, but yeah, it's certainly in the film it wouldn't work. No, no. Um, so they, they, yeah, they, they all get into their uh, well, they remove their um, overalls and they're all wearing wetsuits underneath. No, they before that they find out that the the laser has been damaged. Oh, that's right. It yes. wasn't strapped yeah. down properly. Yes, it was. It was blooming Donald undoing the straps, so yeah. it would get knocked well, about. Well, this, so this is annoying. So uh, uh, Grant says, uh, calls Corrove and says, you obviously didn't do a good enough job tying it up. 
But he knows at this point, because he had seen it previously, he says to Donald Pleasance later, yeah, it was tied up. I saw it. Someone yeah. sabotaged it. So why is he, what, is he trying to keep this a secret? Mm. I don't know why he's a bit patronising to old Cora. Yeah, well, again, 66. Um, Like you say, they, for some reason, they're already wearing their wetsuits underneath their uniforms. Um, Seems a bit smelly. Yeah, and really, we only see Raquel, don't we? We do, yes. Stripping off. Um, so yeah, there's that, not many shots of Donald stripping. No, us, no. Uh, so they have to leave the ship. They leave the ship. Yeah. I, I love their nifty, you know, functional masks that they're wearing because yes. they work. I mean, you can genuinely yeah. see. I mean, when Donald Pleasance is, you know, in, in the airlock and the water's coming up, they yeah. they, they are fully functional well, this, masks. This this is lovely. Again, um, everything's practical and it's it's really well done. So they've got a sensible. A sensible airlock. There's no silliness on the airlock. So they go into this airlock, they close it, and then they, f- obviously, you know, it's presumably a swimming pool or something. But they fill it up really quickly, and you can see that it's the actors. Yes. Yeah. Um, doing well, this. This yeah. is the abyss, isn't it? You, yeah, you know, decades yeah, before. before. Yeah. Decades before. Um, yeah, and then they come out the bottom of the submarine, and then we cut to slightly less convincing wire work. Well, this is the problem. I mean, when you see the wires, yeah, you yeah. see them, don't you? You know, it, it, it's perfectly obvious that all the actors are on a sound stage. They're on one of these sets, yeah. and they're on wires. Um, shortly, when we see antibodies attacking some, you know, uh, microbes yeah. or whatever, they're on wires as well, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Again, I don't know. I've never been inside a, you know, uh, my own body. Well, um, other than sticking my finger in my ear. Uh, I might be full of wires. I don't know. <laughs> you, you never know. It reminded me of Stingray. Do you remember when Stingray, mm. would, when Troy and um, Phones would swim? Yeah. Not quite as not quite as uh, noticeable. It does the job, doesn't it? You, it does. It does. You need to suspend your disbelief. And I think back in the sixties, you definitely would yeah. suspend your disbelief. Yeah. It would be interesting to see this on a big screen. Oh, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd yeah. Be nice to do that. Yeah. Donald doesn't want them going through the ear. He says, we, yeah. if we take this shortcut through the ear, you know, um, any noise, you know, yeah. will shake us to pieces. Yeah, we, 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 of course, learn later on that this is because he, he just wants the mission to fail. Yes, he's but now putting point, obstacles, it, isn't he? Yes, yeah. But at this point, it does sound quite sensible. Yes. Because the slightest noise in the, uh, in the, the surgical room will absolutely destroy them. Um, which is why I don't understand why they don't clear the surgical room. Yeah, everyone just get out. I mean, they, the, yeah. the, the only reason they're there is to, you know, uh, be there for the extraction. Yeah, and nothing's happening. So, so just leave. We don't need 27 people possibly going to make a noise. Just leave. I always you remember this scene. But leave. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. They used, this is the sort of scene they would always show on, um, on screen test. And then, yes. You know, they yeah. would always get this clip. And the dropping of the scissors. Yeah. yeah. Wanna, every time I watch it, I want to slap that nurse. Yes. <laughs> Look know. at what you're doing, woman. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you've got... It's a lovely sequence. You've got this, presumably a surgeon, and poor fella. I mean, he's 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 starting to sweat a bit. Yeah. And and it keeps cutting away and then cutting back, and he's a little bit more sweaty. And the nurse is like, oh, my God, we can't have this wonderful man being a bit sweaty. So she goes to pass him a towel. It's... Wipe your own eyes. It's not like yeah. you're in the middle of open heart surgery. No, no. Yeah. So, yeah, the scissors drop, and that's just, they're they still outside the ship, aren't they? Because all the yes. vents have been um, 
clogged up with all these fibres, which look yeah. an awful lot like like loft insulation to That's me. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I was Because they're doing it, and I thought, oh, you should be wearing gloves. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not good. It's not good. And that's where, you know, the game is given away because while she's doing it, Raquel Welsh, uh, she's pretending to swim. She kicks backwards and she hits the wall of the set and it's clear it's yeah. a painted curtain yeah. because it just ripples. <laughs> it just folds. And so, yeah, an awful lot of the walls of these just, sets are just painted drapes, yeah. curtains yeah, and drapes. <laughs> but they look yeah, terrific. It works, yeah, it, it looks really good. Um yeah, the um, the shock wave sends her flying into the the um, ear hairs. Yeah, why her and not Donald? Why can't Donald be in yeah. distress? Because mm. no one, Grant's not going to swim to save Donald. He's going to go. Ah, bad luck. Yes. But, so, yeah, so yeah. No, I was going to say well, the, the antibodies the, attack her, yeah. don't they? They do. So she she goes off flying into the the uh, the they I could, they do describe what they are. I can't think what they. They're, call they're fiber things, aren't yeah. they? And she starts thrashing about because she's a girly, um, and this causes the body to react, and it's going to send antibodies to to destroy because it, it thinks she's a a foreign body. I suppose she is really, isn't she? Um, <laughs> she's so so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Donald and uh, Donald and Grant. Go, they swim towards her, but then halfway along, Donald goes, "The pressure, I can't take oh, it." I know. And I thought, "What pressure?" No, no, no he's we've putting not, it on, isn't he? Yeah, he's putting it on not, again. We've not established any pressure that that if you because because generally, generally the way the reason there's pressure uh, underwater is because of the weight of the water above it. So the yes. deeper you go, the more weight, the the higher the pressure. Why is there pressure? Is this man pressurized? No, I think he's he's under pressure because we've already had, oh, him, had him having a panic attack because he was buried alive, wasn't he, during the war? Yes. So maybe he's going, oh, it's the pressure. I can't stand the Do pressure. Think, yeah. There's not pressure, water pressure. He's oh, just right. having. Okay. He, he's just laying it on, isn't he? Because he wants the Why mission he, to finish. He should finish. have said, "I can't take it. The stress." No. <laughs> I need to lay down. Uh, yeah, so Grant goes on and he gets Cora out of the... He does his place. James Bond yeah. bit, doesn't he? And he res does, yeah. rescues he's... Ursula Andress. Oh, sorry, Racco Welsh. Yeah. And... <laughs> he's a manly man. Yeah. Um, but then they're, they're, they're chased by the um, the antibodies. Yes, uh, on wires. On wires. And uh, it's a really nice sequence, actually. So it's like, will they get back? Will they... And they just get back to the hatch, but the antibodies start to uh, to grope Cora. Um <laughs> And they attach themselves. It's really this is really good. Scene. I remember this scaring me as a kid. Oh, really? This and the sequence where Donald Pleasant dies. These really, really did something to my psyche as a kid. And I thought this. I I want to avoid this style of death when I'm older. Right. I don't know why I thought I would be travelling through someone's body. I don't know. But yeah, I. It's really nicely done. So they they grab grab a hold of her and it's compressing her. It's squeezing her to bits. Um, they get her in the airlock. Uh, and then we get this set sequence of um, uh, of groping, <laughs> groping to get the the. I don't know what it's made of. It looks like, it looks like a little bit of fiberglass or something. They get the stuff off, but as 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 it dries in the air, it calcifies. And there's my favourite ever sequence. And my, me and my brother used to just reenact this all the time. Is when Donald Pleasance picks one up and he says um, he says something like the. They're it's calcifying. Calcifying. He squeezes it and it pings up. <laughs> and Don, it obviously he, shocked Donald Pleasance because he does like, oh, look startled, yeah, doesn't he? He does. 
And me and my brother used to just like laugh about this something chronic. I tell you what, what this scene when that yeah, when they're ripping the uh, all the stuff off of Raquel, yeah. I, I don't know, I fancy a chop suey because it looks like a yeah. a very wet, it sloppy chop suey. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like do you remember the uh, the Vesta meals used to get? Oh back it to the seventies. Like I mean that's when 70s, that, that was yeah. our exotic Food then, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Would you would you pick a Vesta meal out of Racket Welsh's cleavage? Any day. Yeah. Any day. All right, so they're on their way again with only 12 minutes to go. 12 minutes, yes. Yes. Um, more um, philosophical talk on the way, all about yeah. the soul. Um, and that's when yeah, they arrived. This, this, is, this is the point where, um, where uh, Donald Pleasant says, um, if you can point out amongst all of this where the human soul is. Yes. Know? And then and this is the point where you're meant to go, oh, my goodness, he's an atheist. Oh, <laughs> He must be a bad guy. Must yeah. be a bad guy, yeah. It's, this is, that's dated so really weirdly. Because for me, and I, I don't know about for you, but for me, all the way through this when you've got uh, the other Kennedy talking about God, I think he's weird. I'm thinking, oh, he's not to be trusted. People don't just talk like this, you no. know, in the real world. Certainly not in my world. They no. might in the deep south of America, I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly, if, if someone started talking like him, you would, he's the sort of person that'd sit next to you on a bus. Yeah. And he's the nutter on the bus. You'd start inching away, you wouldn't Jesus. you? Yeah, you would. You'd yes. Be, Excuse me, sir, this is my stop. Well, the bus is still going. Don't worry. Jump no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, so we get this inkling, or we're meant to get this inkling that, oh, Donald. Yeah, What's where, up, Donald? Your faith, Donald? Yeah. And, and and that's when they arrive at the damaged area, yes. which is a really nice set. You know, this gorgeous, the, the, this clot thing yeah. um, is really good. And that's when Grant overrides Donald. They're going to go ahead with a mission. Um, yes. Yeah, Donald at this point, he's basically saying we've... Because uh, he says, um, how, how long have we got? And it's like six minutes. How long to get to the extraction point? Two minutes. Oh, that gives us four minutes to to do the operation, but Donald's having none of it. It's like, no, nope, we're going now. We're yeah. going now. Leave. I'm ordering you to leave. But Grant overrules him. He does. And out yeah. they go and leaving yeah. Donald with the captain on yes. board the sub. Bad move. Bad yeah. move. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember um, enjoying the laser effect of this gun yes. as they cut in strands oh, of the... I love, the, a, I love uh, a good 60s laser, don't you? Yes. <laughs> it does look like they're cutting down some curtains... Yes, um, as they do yeah, it. It looks like um, if it, like if I go into my loft up in the eaves, there's spider webs covered in dust. Looks like this. Yes, yeah. And I often think oh, I could do with a laser gun. You should take your Proteus up there and just like, leave it up do. there. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, he he uh, has been left alone. They're cutting away all these curtains. Donald calls yep. the captain down because he reckons there's a leak at the airlock. Yeah, it is. And if you look down leak. there, yeah. you know, mm. it's look, at the bottom. If you bend there. over here, just and a bit look further, right down, down there, whack. and yeah. then knocks him out. Yes. Um, and no, cl- no doubt now, is it, Donald? Although no. there's still the the slight element that you think he might just be being the coward. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah, no, so. because he climbs into the captain's chair and I, yeah. he, isn't he trying to ram the nerve? I think exactly, they said he, he's yeah. going for the this nerve. Is, so so up to this point, you could go, because it's really nicely sort of shades of grey. You could go, he might just be a coward and he wants to get out and you can't really blame him that. But then he, rather than turn tail and go to the exit point, which would make sense if he's a coward, he aims, he tries to ram the uh, the, the ganglion nerve yes. thing. 
to kill Benish. And at that point, you know, oh, okay, he's a yeah. traitorous agent. Yeah, um, yeah. They use the the laser to... Well, uh, James Bond does. James Bond, yeah, uses the laser to destroy the Proteus. So he, he, he titanics it, puts a big gouge in it. All did you think, Ian, Ian, did you think, and this might only mean anything to you or me, or maybe Mickey Rat if he's listening to this, but when the sub goes past and he uses the laser and it gouges the thing down the side... There's a Judge Dredd story when, you know, they're up oh, against the, yeah, the Sovs yeah. Um, yeah. and the, you've got like these U-wing fighters yes. and he's got a thing called a stub gun, stub gun yeah. and he just cuts the ship apart You're as it goes right. past. It's That's exactly the same, yeah. isn't it? It is, yeah. So John Wagner, had he seen Fantastic yeah, Voyage? Seen, yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it crashes. The white corpuscles arrive. Yeah, Donald gets uh, pinned by the... Uh the controls in the dome so he's, he's lent up in the dome uh james bond swims his way over comes in the, the big crack and um he saves the captain he, he manages captain, to revive yeah. the captain and get him out and, and, and fair he, dues, he does go and try to he save does he but he's trapped there isn't he he's trapped there yeah. i don't quite understand how the white corpuscle can dissolve the blister and then latch on to donald and not have tons of water pouring in I guess he's watertight. Weird, yeah, weirdly as well, they, they, they mention the way that the the antibodies work, the corpuscles work, is that they're they're an exact match for what they're they they go to dissolve. But how I I don't understand that. It's like how do they know Well that white corpuscle does yeah. look a bit like, you know, Donald Plentz's Pleasance's domed head. That's true, yes. Maybe. Do you think it do you think it was a, like it was designed to Attach itself to Donald Pleasance's chrome dome, and it mistook the dome for it. Oh, like, yeah. oh this this must be a bald head. And just luckily, the real yeah. Donald was just was underneath. Just under it, yeah. Yes. And and this is a horrific scene. This, like I said, this scarred me as a child. Um, we yeah, Donald gets uh, he gets cotton walled to death. It always reminds me of you know villains like Donald. Um, <laughs> Uh, meeting their fate in quicksand in Tarzan films, True, where you yes. would have a long lingering shot of them screaming as yeah. they're engulfed by the stuff. Yeah, they had to have uh, they had to have a, a, a death scene that was suitably horrible to pay them back for being godless commies, didn't they? Yes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's the end of Donald. Yeah, and they off they go. They swim to the eye, don't they? They're going to yes. swim to the eye and 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 try and go out that way luckily yeah, so, the general thinks of this or whatever his name is and goes oh well, they, yeah how would i well, get this, out yeah so they're they're looking at the radar track and the the, the proteus has stopped and the general works out he says if 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 it was me i would abandon the submarine because that's going to get attacked first because it's bigger and i would try and swim to the optic nerve so he rushes into the operating theater and this is the one bit that just cracks me up every time. It's so this this is the bit that doesn't work. So he uses like a a, a standard magnifying lamp. Yes, yeah, I got I got one on my cabinet here, and he looks through it, and he can see uh, the three heroes. Yes, four heroes uh, swimming about in the surf. <laughs> no, that <laughs> is a bit silly. It's, yeah, and so he says, um, "Get me a uh, get me a slide uh, a slide." Uh, and he, he gathers a tear and then he runs off. I don't know why he's got to be in that other room. I don't know. Because it doesn't, it doesn't imply that they need that machinery to resize you, that you would just resize yourself. So he runs in, he plops it down, 
and they start appearing da, 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 and they're full so that's it we don't get any no. denouement or anything it's just the film's over and it's over and and the end is all in lower case you haven't even got any yeah. capital letters it's such a low-key end yeah. to the film isn't it it, it really is because you're expecting a scene where like they you know they uh they'd say about donald being an evil person or what happened no nothing no i do like the fact that um the general comes running in and he's all handshakes and smiles but at this point he must he knows that one of them's died but they mm. show no remorse they don't know that donald was a bad guy well, he was presume... his best mate earlier yeah they only saw four they don't even know yeah. what four do they no, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird ending, mm. but it works. It's very good. Oh, it's it's hugely um, enjoyable, isn't yeah. it? You know, and that's why we yeah. remember it. You know, after all this time. Yeah, it's a brilliant film. I do, I do love it. Um, it's it's aged incredibly well. There's a few, like I say, a few bits of sexism and a few bits of sixties stuff, but there's generally no silliness. No. Um, you you could imagine it being t- made ten years later, and it wouldn't have looked any different. No. And, yeah. and what you said at the top, um, you know, they've set it in contemporary times for them. Yes. They haven't Very set it in the future. So, Very you know, it's not yeah. it's not dated in that way. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, we don't get any silly, uh, any silly in the far flung future of 1978. No, things, no, thank yeah. goodness. All right. I've got quite a bit on behind the scenes. Oh, I don't know how much of this, you know, because you are a fan. Um, so we'll start off by saying that um, uh, the film was the original idea of two guys, Otto Clement and Jerome Bixby. Um, they sold it to 20th, 20th Century Fox. Oh, I never said at the beginning, at the beginning, you've got the 20th Century Fox fanfare, the scope oh, yes, fanfare, yeah. you know, the 20th, uh, the yeah. Star Wars fanfare. <laughs> when you were a projectionist, yeah. Did did you ever show films? Because I always think of it. Everyone goes, "Oh, that's the Star Wars fanfare," and it is. But it, all twentieth century Fox, twentieth century Fox yeah. films that were in scope had the fanfare. Yeah. But if it was in widescreen, you didn't. You had the same logo, but you only had that opening, you know, trumpet bit, and then it was silent. So you, yeah, that that was only in on scope films. So if you ever, even if they pan and scan it, if you've got the fan, the full. Star Wars fanfare, the film was ma- made, it, yeah. it was an anamorphic well, film. Te- Technoscope was a, a Fox invention, wasn't it? It, it was, it yeah. I mean, there was other, there was like Cinerama and things like that, other things, but you knew if it was a Technoscope film, A, pain in the ass, you got to change the lenses. Yeah. Um, but B, it was probably going to be a quality film. They yeah. didn't, they didn't generally use Technoscope for low budget films. Roger Corman didn't use an awful lot no. of Technoscope, no. no. Definitely not. So, yeah, they sold it to Fox, and yeah. Fox announced that it's going to be the most expensive science fiction yeah. film ever made. Do you do you picture the two guys that pitched it as, like, hippies stoned out there? Yeah, man, it's going to be a submarine. It's going, it's going to be a, a trip. Vein. Oh, man. Yeah, because yeah. I can't imagine p- pitching this to a, a studio executive and then, them accepting it in any other way. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they gave the directing job to Richard Fleischer, and yes, uh, yeah. he actually studied medicine and human anatomy in college before yeah. deciding to, you know, take a diversion and go into uh, film directing. Yeah, um, the, I did the, not know that. Yeah. The, the initial budget was $5 million, 
dollars. Uh, that went up to six million dollars. Um, Three million dollars of which went on the sets, and one million, a whole one million on test footage. Okay. Oh yes, I've seen some of the test footage. How much money did they spend on um, Rocco Walsh's pointy bosomed? Uh, wetsuit. Oh, that's something we didn't mention. Uh, the fact that you know her wetsuit is pointy. Yeah, um, yes, I, mean, I don't, I don't understand the uh, purpose of having torpedoes built into An- a wetsuit. Anti-shark wetsuit. Is that what it is? Yeah. You poke its eye out. You do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, here's the answer for you. All right, uh, right. Richard. Um, you know, getting his team together, he he used. A guy by the name of, and I've lost it, Harper Goff. Okay, he's the guy who designed the Proteus. Okay, and oh, right. so, he, so it wasn't any any sort of well-known. No, he sought Harper Goff out because the two of them had worked together on a previous film that Richard oh, really? Fleischer had directed. And uh, if I tell you the film that they worked on, you can guess what Harper Goff uh, designed: um, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Did he design the Nautilus? Yep. Wow, I, I didn't know that. So the man that designed the Nautilus also designed the Proteus. I, I doffed my cap to him. Yeah, yeah. I've got dimensions for you now, some of the sets. Yes. Okay, they're all in metres, so sorry about that. Uh, the military headquarters that we see was 100 metres by 30 metres. The Proteus itself was 14 by 8 metres. Okay, the artery, which was built in resin and fiberglass, was 33 meters long and seven meters wide. The heart set is 45 by 10 meters, and the brain set is 70 by 33. That's amazing, isn't it? And just think, um, a, a scant 10 years later, Doctor Who replicated all of this in a tiny little dingy studio. They certainly the CSA, did. Yeah. They did indeed. Yes. Um, yeah, we said that all, all the scenes of the actors swimming, they're shot on sound stages with them on wires. There was some adash, uh, additional, there were some additional hazards involved because to avoid reflections from the metal wires, uh, the wires were washed in acid to roughen Ooh. them. Yeah. So instead of putting like matte varnish on yeah, them, they, they, they dulled it down. Also. No, they dulled them down with acid. I th- okay. I th- I, we're back to the, the hippies again, aren't we? Yeah, what, the so acid? They, yeah. Like, yeah. What? Is there anything you need? They went, acid, man. <laughs> misunderstood. Yeah, so what you said uh, earlier, yeah, Isaac Asimov did the novelization, yes. but he was writing it concurrently with them yeah. filming it. Um, and then actually, because it, there was a small delay in the film coming out, the book came out six months before the film, oh, yeah. which has led an awful lot of people to think that the film is based on the book because on the, the book, book came yeah, out first. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. And like you were saying as well, you know, he addressed some of the flaws yeah. that there are in the script um, uh, because you've got parts of the Proteus still inside and uh, several gallons of carrier solution would have been, uh, yes, would have grown me, back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So in the in the novel, he has the crew provoke the white cell into following them, so it drags the submarine ah, bits right. out with it. I okay. Think, yeah, I, I knew there was lots of bits where they they, they he addressed that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't really worry. I I think at that point you 
you suspend disbelief, don't you? Yeah, I think it's a very nifty device that you know once they're in the film, uh, in the film in the body, it's virtually real time, isn't it? Yes, it takes yeah. pretty much yeah. exactly an hour yeah. uh, while they're in there. Um, I didn't time it. Is it an actual minute that they travel through the heart? It's roughly a minute, um, but I didn't I, time I, it. I didn't time it. I imagine it is because it feels it feels right. You don't get any of this. 60 seconds to go. Mm. And then two minutes later, 55 seconds to go. Yeah, so I think they probably did. Yes, yeah. Um, <coughs> dur- it says, during filming, uh, one of the two three-inch Proteus models... Um, was left by an open window and was stolen by a crow. Wow. So there could still be a Proteus model somewhere out in Los Angeles in a crow's nest. If you live in Los Angeles, check 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 your crow's nest. Yes. And if if the police stop you and say, what are you doing up that tree? Say, I'm looking in a crow's nest for a miniature-sized submarine. Mm. What could go wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Now... Can you imagine that? Like... They lose one of the miniatures. What happened to it? I saw a crow going off. Uh, maybe it was one of the writers who thought yeah. they saw that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Crow man, he came and got it. <laughs> now, there's a special effects artist called L.B. Abbott. And oh, yes. he, yeah. He, yeah, he wrote a book. And in the book, he said about how, for Fantastic Voyage, he used a giant champagne glass built for another movie that he filled with water to use for the whirlpool sequence when the Proteus gets right. sucked through that fitzule into the artery, all right? Although he doesn't mention the movie's names, it's most likely a film called What a Way to Go from 1964, which is a Shirley MacLaine film, and there's a sequence in it where she is lounging in a giant champagne glass. I hope they uh, washed it out after. Mm, yeah. Uh, another LB one. Abbott. I'm sure he did some of the effects for the black hole. Yeah, LB Abbott sure is ringing a bell for me as well. Um, I thought you'd appreciate <laughs> this one. Uh, the miniature brain sets were yep. used to represent the interior of the alien spacecraft in Lost in Space's That's, episode, yeah. The Derelict. That's right, yeah, episode two, I think, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. 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 Um, medical schools at least as late as the 1980s show clips from this movie to illustrate various concepts in human anatomy yeah. physiology and especially immuno- immunology they actually that, show clips wow. now that 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 ties in with that what we've been saying saying it's got a documentary feel to that's it true, yeah yeah, yeah. That's, i mean yeah i, I mean we we look at it and we 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 enjoy it as as layman and that. So pre- I mean, presumably then it is it's accurate enough that doctors think it's okay. Mm. Or this is some slapdash hospital training centre. <laughs> yeah, we honest. We sent a camera and we put it inside yeah, a person. Yeah. And this is what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> that white corpuscle looks a bit like Raquel Welch in a in a wetsuit, <laughs> but it's honest. That's a white corpuscle. Yeah, so, and then finally, yeah, the animated series, which was done in 1969 by Filmation, um, very loosely based on the film. All the characters have changed, the submarines changed. It also changed from 60 minutes in the film to 12 hours in the cartoon. Yeah. Mm. To give it a bit of extra length. Here's a little, here's a little story for you. Um, this is actually true. Um, my, I once sent my uh, dad out to the video library and I said can you ask if they've got Fantastic Voyage he came back with Fantastic Journey oh no yeah which oh. I enjoy because I like cats but 
Oh, it wasn't the it's same. not the same. No. <laughs> Blimey. All right. Um, I, that's pretty much it. Apart from the model thing. Yeah, I mean, Aurora never made the Proteus. No. Um, they did make the Voyager from Fantastic Voyager, the they TV did, yes, series. Yeah. But, uh, but they released it only months before the show was cancelled. So it only had a short run and therefore was quite a rare kit. Yeah. And then Mobius Models retooled it. Um, yes, and then Mobius have done a much more accurate Proteus now, haven't they? Um, yes, there's a, a, a 135th scale. Yeah, a huge one with yeah. fully detailed interior. But you don't need that because you've got your own vac form own and you know with what? custom I, one. Uh, I'm quite happy with my little vac form one. I think it came out quite well. We'll put pictures uh, on Facebook yeah. um, so folks can see your, uh, your Proteus. Because because we see the Proteus shrinking, it's actually a one to one scale model of the It would be I thought that it would be really nice if at one point somebody carries the Proteus model and it just so happens to be the size that you've got. Like the land of the land of the giant spin drift, you know. (laughs) That would be nifty, wouldn't it? (laughs) It would, yeah. That's another uh, Aurora kit I've got to get hold of. Yes, yeah, yeah, but Stupid. they go for big bucks now as well. Stupid money, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've just, um, it's t- totally unrelated and not very interesting, but it's a submarine. Uh, I've just um, purchased one of the Mobius uh, 39-inch long sea view kits. I saw your so, YouTube you thing. Oh, oh, man. When you think that the head of that sea uh, view is as big as your hand. You know? Yes, yeah. Well, the, the, the head of the sea view is bigger than the Proteus kit. I just built. Blimey. Yeah. Yeah. Good or, on Mobius. I mean, they do some good stuff and Polar Lights. Yeah. No, no, they're, they're excellent so. companies. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them, but any yeah. free kits but would be say, appreciated. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go, Ian, what do you give yes. the effect sequences out of 10 uh, for Fantastic um, Voyage? I, I'm giving them a solid 8. I'm Snap. Yeah. I've got exactly the same. Yep, Brilliant. an eight. It def- most definitely is. Yes. yes. Yeah. There's there's a few bits that are wrong with them, but they work perfectly for what they are. And also, I think the the Proteus is one of my favourite. It's up there with the Sea View, the Spin Drift. It's handled very so. well, isn't it? It it yes. never does anything unrealistic, <laughs> does it? You know. Right. Now, now, of course, if they remade, it, I mean, they always. I mean, I know they remade it as in a space, but it's so different. Mm. It's a different film, but. They always keep threatening to remake this film in this sort of style version. You know, for well, you're going to get action sequences of the sea view, you know, being chased, dun, 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 and it's swerving about, yeah. and it's going to have torpedo. Yeah, it doesn't need it. No, 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 it, no. It really stands the test of time. This film. So, yes, definitely. all right. Well, thank you very much, Ian. No, for I coming really enjoyed along today, that. and thanks again for um, you know kickstarting this month. Uh, yeah, with this I can't one, it. yeah, you've just mentioned Inner Space. That's our next one yes. next week. We're going forward 21 years to 1987 to talk about Inner Space. So uh, yeah. you have to I, join uh, us for that. I think. Well, yeah, I, I'll have to um, watch it. I, I've. It's one of those films. I think I've seen it once. Is that all? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. It's got a very good reputation. You know, it's it's quite a well liked film, I think, isn't it? But yeah, I've only ever seen it once. I remember loving it. Now I love parts of it, but other parts irritate me. Um, so stay tuned next week to find out what those parts are. All right. I look I look forward to hearing what you think of it. All right, excellent. Okay, cheers, then, Ian. Awesome. Thanks right. a lot, then. Thanks, Ed. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.